So we're here and we're back again. Um, going over this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People and trying to take each section, because I just now realize our sections and not chapters, take each section and apply them to my life. And first one was criticism and the second one I believe was the desire to be important. And then the third one was how to arouse an eager want. Now this next section is, is different because it was a little bit more difficult for me to apply it to my life in the present, like in the moment. And that was to, I think overall it was to figure out what, it was to figure out how to be genuinely interested in people because you all know, sometimes it can be kind of hard to follow on, follow along with someone that all they want to do is talk about themselves. And it's kind of hard to stay in, in the moment because sometimes you just want to talk about yourself and your experiences and how you can help them, especially when people have conversations, they want to go back and forth with trying to assist in how one person goes through their life and how it could help someone else. And they gave an example of a dog. The only thing, one of the only animals that will just doesn't work for a living, like at all. You do not have to do anything to it. You don't have to do anything for it. And it will give you the most undivided attention and enthusiasm and just happiness in general. And just think about going home to your puppy. Think about going home to your dog and how much energy that they give you. Another example they give in the book is there was this magician that he did not have any prior knowledge in any other magician of his time nor did he have a superior magic skills of any other magician. He had two things that made him better. One was his, what did it say? It says his genuine interest in people and the, let's see, hold on real quick. There we go. So every gesture, every raising of an eyebrow, every intonation of his voice, every time he just spoke to the audience, he did it in a way that intrigued them and made them engage. He engaged with the audience as compared to other magicians that would more than likely, each other magician wants to get on the stage and they think to themselves, how can I fool this crowd? How can I make them believe that the magic that I'm doing is real? How could I get one over? As compared to him, when he got on stage, all he thought was, I'm glad that I'm, he thought, I am blessed to have the opportunity to be able to entertain these people. And every single time that I come out here, I'm going to give them the best that I have because that's what they're here to see. And it showed in his magic and in his, in his show, he was a showman at heart. And you could see it in the way he performed. That's why he did so much better than every other magician. Not because he was a better magician, but he was a better communicator. He was better at talking with people. Another example, a telephone company. This, this is crazy. It's honestly not too crazy, but it's just interesting. A telephone company did a study. They re not recorded conversations, I don't believe. I think this was done maybe 50 years ago, but they they listened in and they did a study on how the most commonly used word that people used on the phone. And you can probably guess the most commonly used word. It's, it's the, the word in the letter I. How many times do you use the letter I or the word I 
when you talk to people. When you talk to them, you want to give them your experience. You want to give them your story. You want to give them the reason why you're doing something. I feel like you should do this. I did this today. I did this yesterday. And I think you should do this different. People use that and all they want to do is talk about themselves, which is only natural. It's, it's the way that we are programmed. We want to feel like we are contributing to something. When we think of the, the previous chapters, I want to arouse an eager, an eager want in someone. You want, to, you want to want something. I want to have a sense of importance. To give someone a sense of importance, you have to want it. And um, he would get on the stage and he said, I love my audience, I love my audience. And he was grateful for the blessing of even being there. The last example that I'm gonna give in the book, because otherwise I'm just reading the book to you, is, um, where was it? There was a, a group of people writing they wanted authors to come speak and and <clears throat> they wanted authors to come speak and tell their story, give advice and and pretty much put on a lecture. So they wrote to them and 150 college students signed their signature, hoping they would get something back. What they wanted to add to it, because they knew that preparing a lecture for for authors to prepare a lecture, they knew that it'd be very time consuming and they wouldn't want them to stop what they're doing in the day and just come on over and have to prepare something for for that class so what they did was they wrote a list of questions for them to answer and almost all the authors came because the structure was already there they had not just a vague want or a vague desire to not a vague desire to want them to come they were genuinely interested in what the authors had to offer and they proved it by specifically asking questions rather than hey you're an influencer we want you to come talk at the seminar this conference we want you to come speak no they were like we want you to answer these following questions because these are the things that we are interested in and i find that fascinating because they stopped what they were doing and they traveled what was it traveled all the way to brooklyn for wherever they were and they came to answer the questions and talk to the class how i applied it to my life was different because I couldn't apply it in the moment. I couldn't say I did this and over time I saw this. I got to think back to when I first started Yeah Coach and it was when I was interviewing people. When I interview people, I find their biggest influences and not everyone is up to be interviewed because not everyone can hold a conversation and has, sometimes you just get brainwashed or the same answers over and over. So when I first started, I had I had this uh, this group of people that I looked up to called Jay Coogee, and they were a big influence in my life because they had this family aspect. Well, I got to reach out to two of them and interview each of them. One I did early on, like I think it was I think it was my first year coach interview, and the way that he thought was very very unique, and it's something that really really inspired me because we thought very very similarly. I ask questions like your definition of success, what are your biggest influences, and the reason, another reason why I picked him, and I was so glad because he reached back out to me, was because of, it was because he was a father, he was an athlete, he was an artist, and he was still pursuing all that despite having so many different adventures off in his world. He wanted to show that his, he wanted to show that having a kid doesn't stop him from pursuing each of his dreams. 
and he, he hit a lot of roadblocks and he had to overcome those. And we asked some things about his character and how failure applied to his life and things like that. And then months later, I interviewed another person, Geechee. And he, all the, all, all of his questions that I asked him, all his answers were kind of just surface level. They were vague. It was, what is success? Success is just, is just happiness. And I asked him those questions. So it kind of got stale, the conversation did. So what I ended up doing was I, we ended up just talking. We ended up just talking and we talked about where Jacuzzi came from and how it started. And I just now, just now was editing a video, editing a video today and realized that he wasn't even an original member of Jacuzzi, that, that he got added on there as they started to form. But anyway, he, we just started to talk about more him. Instead of me asking the questions, I let him tell stories and I let him tell a little bit more about himself because he, I asked questions and I was genuinely interested in them. And now, even to this day, I reached back out to both of them. A couple months ago when we were doing this, it was like a fun series with the head coach and it was about cooking. And we, I reached out back out to him and, and Geechee hit me back up and he's, been a more a part of yeah coach and part of my life as a friend and we have a better connection as a friend i feel like i can connect with him on a a mental on a friend level as opposed to nino he was more of a mental and, and spiritual level i can talk to him about philosophy and the way people think and all that but Geechee, i can go to him if i just want to relax it was more though i'd be okay in the presence and not doing anything and just chilling with Geechee. And Nino, like, I feel like I would have to have a conversation with him. I had, I'd have to want to grow out of that conversation every single time because that's where we left off. And we haven't tried to grow from that. Being genuinely interested in each other in the conversation with Geechee made us have a stronger connection long term. Like, I, I can still talk to him to this day. Nino, I still fully and greatly admire him, but he's on so many different ventures and doing so many different things with his life that no i don't feel like we're not as close in a sense but i know that i could rely and, and reach out to geechee and without a doubt he would respond back nino is just a little bit different not that he's any less of a friend but he i know where i stand with him and i know what i can count on them for so that's being genuinely interested in someone strengthens that relationship and strengthens that bond that you have with someone and it's what I want to work on doing more and more long-term and focus on momentum in that and in my life, as opposed to high peaks and low high points and low points of, all right, I got a lot of friends and I have great connections. And then now we kind of, everybody's falling off. I want that steady growth of momentum up that I have good friends and we're getting stronger. Maybe we don't talk as much, but I know I can call and count on them when it's, when it's time. And that section of the book, of how to win friends and influence people has really just helped me. And I am so looking forward to applying that to my life now. And we are still focused on that and measuring that more long-term. But uh, that's where we were with this chapter here or this section here, because they're not chapters anymore, but this section, and I can't wait to do the next one because it's it's gonna be a good one. Um, you all just stay tuned and I'll see you all next time.